So this is the third message in this series, and we're going to start in Revelation chapter 15, um, because this is the sixth worship scene. There are seven worship scenes, and we preach through six of them now, and um, or, or five of them, and this is the sixth one in Revelation chapter 15. Let, let's begin there, and we'll go through a couple chapters, and uh, I guess this is different kind of preaching going through the book of Revelation, but I believe it's important to get a hold of what God is wanting to do in worship in these last days. How we worship really determines a lot. For some of us, whether we worship. And I don't just mean coming to church on Sunday morning. I'm talking about what you're doing on Monday morning. Come on now. (laughs) And John says, and I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire. My God. And those who have the victory over the beast. Yeah. Over his image. How many know he's going to have an image? Uh Uh-huh. And over his mark. Y'all know about the mark? Don't take the mark. And over the number of his name. Standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God. Woo, glory to God. You know, I can't play an instrument, but I guess I'm going to learn how to play a harp. Listen, they're going to sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and of the Lamb, and the song of the Lamb, saying, here it is, great and marvelous are your works. I don't know how it goes. Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. Yeah, what a song that'll be. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. He's not just holy, he is holiness. He's the only one that's holy. Come on. For all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifested. Glory to God. What a song. What a song that's going to be. So they're around the throne, and they're worshiping, and they're glorifying God and praising him. Amen. How many know we can still be around the throne? Now, in chapter 17, let's go on from this. In chapter 17, we see the fourth time that John says he was in the Spirit. I mean, third. This is the third time he says that he was in the Spirit. So let's go there now. Revelation chapter 17, verse 1. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and talked with me, saying to me, Come. I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters, Mm -hmm. with whom the kings of the earth are committed fornication. I mean, that's what's going on right now. And the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Remember, this is a financial system, and they're getting drunk on it. So he carried me away in the spirit, say in the spirit. Into the wilderness. Okay? So this is Babylon. 
So now he's in the Spirit. Remember the first one, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. The second one, I was in the Spirit in heaven. And the first 16 chapters are all about what he saw in heaven. And we've been preaching through that. But now it's like he's back on earth. And he's in the wilderness. He's in Babylon. In the Spirit. Let me just say this real quick. It doesn't matter what you're going through or what you're experiencing or what heaviness you're dealing with or what's going on in the world around you. You can still be in the Spirit. In Babylon. Oh, yeah. Maybe you haven't realized it yet, but we're not in Mayberry anymore. We are in Babylon. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on, the, on a scarlet beast, which is full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and seven horns. Mm-hmm. The woman was arrayed, ten, and the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. Of course she was. Having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. Let me pause there because even, even Antichrist and the false prophet have a cup. Every Sunday we gather around the altars, around the cup. Right? The bread and the cup. Well, here Antichrist has his cup, but it's full of abominations. He's going to duplicate everything about the church. And on her forehead, a name was written. She must have had a big forehead. (laughs) Big head. Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. And I saw the woman, listen, drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. So here we find ourselves living in Babylon. And we know when the Jews were in Babylon, there's that, there's that scripture we preached on before about the, the, they were tempted to hang their harps in the willows. Right? We don't need to hang up our harps. We're going to be playing our harps. I don't care how dark it gets, how bad it gets, keep singing. I don't care what kind of oppression or uh, persecution we're going to face. And if you're, if you're one of these escapists who think we're not going to go through anything, I got news for you. I don't care when the rapture is, we're going to face some stuff before this is over. Amen. You're not exempt from persecution. Jesus himself said you will have persecution. But he said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Woo, glory to God. It doesn't look like it sometimes, but I'm here to tell you, keep singing. Get your harps out and play them and worship the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
We've got to keep praising him, no matter what kind of environment we are living in. No matter what's going on, there seems to be a thing going on now that, you know, more and more people are attending churches less and less. Attendance across the board is is declining. They say there's 1,500 churches a month closing. A lot of them are just little churches and that kind of thing. But there's something going on right now, and it is deceit of the enemy. I think COVID contributed to it. But I thank God this church grew during COVID. Amen. We added men. People were adding the church, adding, wanting to join the church. I said, you don't even know half the members because they're not here. You might want to stay a while, meet the rest of them. You know, I, I don't know. But we praise God. Listen, one, one person said that coming to church, Sabbath, Sabbath, keeping the Sabbath is actually resistance. Just, just showing up here is resistance against the world. It's making a statement that all, of all the things I need to do, this is most important. Wow. That Jesus is before family, work, anything else I need to deal with. Being in church is resistance against the world system. We've got to keep coming and we can't allow ourselves to be distracted in these last days. You know, it's really into 2 Chronicles 36, 21, if you ever want to look it up. It gives the reason why the Jews went into captivity for 70 years. And we always say, well, it's because they they disobeyed God. Yes, they did. But you know what the disobedience was? Every seven years, they were supposed to take the year off. They were supposed to let the land rest. They were supposed to let animals rest. They weren't allowed to plant anything. They had, listen, they had to trust God that even even if I'm not planting any crops, that God will provide my food. Sometimes you have to sacrifice just to come to church. Sometimes you're thinking, my God, if I worked on Sunday, think of that overtime. I mean, I think about the ties. <laughs> Sometimes they're the ones that don't. Oh, okay, anyway. You, you think about the sacrifices you might have to make, or you think about the things you could be doing. And you know what? You know how many times they didn't do it? Seventy times. 490 years, they did not keep their sabbatical. And God said, because of that, because you didn't let the land rest, I'm throwing you off the land for 70 years because that's how many years you were supposed to let the land rest. Now, if God cares that much for dirt, How important is the Sabbath? It's one of the Ten Commandments. 
And it's the only one that says, remember. Why is that? Because I don't think any of us ever have to, we never come along, oh yeah, I forgot that adultery was sin. I forgot about that. No, we don't forget that. We don't forget murder's wrong. We don't forget stealing's wrong. But we forget that it's to your detriment to dishonor God on his... Oh, I know I'm preaching to the wrong crowd, but it's on the... Hello, Facebook friends. <laughs> I like that little comic that says, you know, I, I, watch, I watch... And some people have to. I understand that. Hello, Don Collins. I'm thinking of you right now. You can't get out of the house. You can't, you can't get here. You're, you're closed in. You're shut in. I understand that. But, you know, some people just think church is just all about just sitting in your recliner with your big gulp and just watch it on TV and I'm fine. And I like that little comic that says, well, maybe after we die, we won't actually go to heaven. Some of us will just watch it on TV. Well, it's better than going to hell, but praise God. I don't want to watch heaven on TV. I want to go to heaven. And I don't want to, listen, it's okay to go out in the woods and hug trees and all that stuff. Praise God, God's in the woods. But God didn't leave us a woods. He left us a church, amen. And he expects us to be in community together worshiping God one day out of seven. If you're with me on this, give God praise right now. Wow, praise God. So here he is. He finds himself in the spirit, but in Babylon. Now, <coughs> I, I, I want to describe a little bit to you because we don't know how much we're going to go through. Heaven forbid we have to go through that tribulation. And it's not just about persecution. It's about this whole world, especially the last half, it's about this whole world falling apart. Fire burns vegetation. The, the oceans turn red, turn to blood. I, I don't know how that happens, but I think part of this could be like a meteor hitting the earth maybe and, and all the and, and animals in the sea dying and bleeding out and because and we have bitter waters and wormwood and then the rivers turn to blood too and there's darkness from volcanic activity. They say there's, the Bible says there's going to be an earthquake like the earth has never seen before. I believe there'll be volcanoes shooting off. I mean... Uh, besides the beast and not taking the mark of the beast and all that stuff, this, it's going to be a horrible time to live. It's going to be a horrible time. The seven bowls, the seven trumpets. I'm not going to preach through all that. It's too depressing. You say, well, Pastor, we're not going through that. You don't know what you'll go through. I've said this for years. You can't be absolutely certain about when the rapture occurs. Some think before the tribulation, some think middle of it, some think at the end of it. And, I, and, and honestly, I can go into the scriptures and prove all three. 
And some people think there's going to be three raptures, so you got all the bases covered. I've told you this a million times. All I know is this. Whenever that first bus arrives, <laughs> see you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile, I'm out of here. Woo, glory to God. But in the meantime, we may have to face some things. He said, well, God, you know, like Noah, he's going to put us in an ark. And yeah, but the ark was still down here. Well, he's, he's going to, look, 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 look. More people have died for Jesus in the last hundred years than all the martyrs in the previous 1900 years. Just because you live in America, you think you're exempt. But how many know the storm clouds are gathering? I'm telling you, this thing with the Jews blows my mind. And I heard someone talk about it the other day. He says, you know what? People hate Jews in every country around the world. Jews are hated in countries where there are no Jews. What is that? How, how is that even possible? And, and, and then I read, you know what? <laughs> You read back through the Bible, the Jews were there when the Persians were there, when the Egyptians were there, when the Babylonians were there, when the Medes were there, uh, Alexander the Great, all these great, all these great empires. But you know what? The Persians are gone. And the Egyptians are gone. And all those empires are gone. But you know what? The Jewish people are still here. They're still here. God has protected them and kept them together all these millennium. Hallelujah. And now they have their own homeland and their own... Hallelujah. Mm. Mm. Don't tell me God hasn't had his hand on them. Amen. How many are with me? Praise the Lord. Whew. Back in Revelation chapter 16, verse 15 and 16, behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And they gather them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. It's all coming to one last final battle and guess who wins guess who rules and reigns for a thousand years guess who brings heaven we always think i'm going to be in heaven all my life we're all no you're going to be on earth for all eternity he's at, what kind of god are we serving who takes his home and brings it down here at, What a city that's going to be. And now I'm preaching next week's message or next time. Can you imagine a city 1,500 miles wide, 1,500 miles, uh, and 1,500 miles high? What an elevator that'll be. Oh, wow. Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? So let's go through this. Let's go through this very quickly. Number one, Babylon is called the mother of harlots. In other words, Babylon is not so much about a city, although it, it may very well be. And, and the Antichrist is going to be, uh, and, the, and the false prophet are going to be centered in Jerusalem. You've got to understand, he's Antichrist. That doesn't just mean he's against Christ. It means he's the other Christ. 
You see what I'm saying? He wants the title. He wants to be the man. He wants to be Christ. And that's why I wonder, you know, he's in the Jewish temple, and I don't know if he takes the temple or if he deceives the Jews into thinking he's Christ. Interesting. Y'all got quiet there. Because they're still waiting for Christ. And what if the Antichrist presents himself that way, which he will. And that's why the whole world is worshiping. And that's where the deception will come on Christians. Because they're going to see what's happening at the temple. And by the way, he receives a mortal wound and comes back from the dead. Hello, anti-Jesus. He's going to be calling fire down from heaven like Jesus did in the wilderness, like God did in the wilderness. There's going to be signs and wonders and miracles coming out of that temple. It's going to deceive Christians. Just remember this. The Jews are God's people, but they have rejected Christ, and the anointing and the power is on the church. And there's only one way to be saved, and that's through Jesus Christ. Not some temple in Jerusalem. Uh, is that okay? You got me? Oh, remember that because it's going to be confused. Say, oh, yeah, I can't be deceived. My God, some of us can't even get up on Sunday morning. Yeah, you can't be deceived. Come on. Deception. He said, if he didn't put a stop to it, even the elect would be deceived going to be intense. And then all the pressure, financial pressures of work. Because I often said, well, why would anyone worship some, some image set up in a temple? They're going to worship because they're going to think it's the Christ, maybe. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be a horrible time. Okay. But that's, that's the, the mother of harlots. And, the, and she's called that because, well, you understand what harlotry is. All right, number two. And she's drunk on the blood of the saints, drinking from a cup. I already talked about that. I want to talk about this. John marveled with great amazement at Babylon. I mean, this is going to be amazing. Can you imagine being televised? And it'll be on every, every television station all over the world. It's going to be the most amazing thing. And even John is like, wow. He was so caught up that somebody had to come and rebuke him and say, why are you amazed at this? This is truly going to be an amazing thing that will cause the whole world to follow after the beast. It's going to be amazing. But even John had to be rebuked. But here's the good news. The Bible says, number three, Babylon falls in one hour. (laughs) 
I tell you, when God's fed up, he gets fed up. When, he's, when his wrath is full, it is full. He said, well, how, you remember, Babylon's not just a city. It's, an, it's a financial system for the whole world. And that makes it easy to understand how a financial system could fall in one hour. In other words, the entire world economy collapses. Not just a bad day on Wall Street. I mean the whole thing collapses. Money is worthless, and it's all digital anyway. You know they're doing that right now, right? You know they're digitizing your money. It's a control thing. It's access thing. It's just like during, during COVID, the truckers up in Canada, if they didn't comply and wear masks and do what they're supposed to do, they went into their bank accounts and froze them. You go to church on Sunday, they'll just freeze your accounts because you're not worshiping the beast. And they'll be able to do it just pushing a button. Just take your money. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Revelation 18, verse 1. Let's read a little more scripture. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority. And the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations, all the nations, have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. How many know that's true? And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people. So God has people there then. And he's saying, Come out of this system, come out of Babylon lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. Might be a really good time to have a garden. It might be. <laughs> Extra chickens. <laughs> for, her, uh, for her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Render her just as she rendered to you, and repay her double according to her works. In the cup which she has mixed, Mix double for her. Woo. Come on. Give her sorrow on the rocks. Amen. <laughs> in the measure that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously in the same measure, give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as queen and I'm no widow and I will not see sorrow. Therefore, her plagues will come in one day. Later, it says one hour. Death and mourning and famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. How many times do we say, where's God in all this? Hang on. The kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived will see her weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance for fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city. That might be New York. I don't know. For in one hour, your judgment has come. Done. 
You know what that tells me? God's in charge. God's in charge. Revelation 18. I'm giving you a lot of scripture. You okay? Revelation 18 verse 20. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone thrown into the sea, saying, Thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found any more. Mm. Listen, I like this. The sound of harpists, musicians, flutists, trumpeters shall not, say, not be heard in you anymore in Babylon. No craftsman of any craft shall be found in you anymore. All of your tech. (laughs) And the sound of a millstone shall not be heard. All your production shall not be heard in you anymore. Wow, watch this. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore. I believe the power grid's going down. And the voice of bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. All your social traditions, families, everything's breaking apart. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. And in her was found the blood of prophets and saints and all who were slain on the earth. This is the day the music stops. I want you to understand something about worship. The devil has his song. I believe music's going to be a part of this in the last days. I believe the enemy is going to have, you know, I don't mean just a song, but he's going to have some songs. And people are going to be caught. How many know music affects the soul, the emotions? It, it, it motivates. Come on. It stimulates. And there's going to be a musical theme while the saints are worshiping in heaven around the throne. Glory to God. <laughs> the devil's going to be. I mean, after all, wasn't Lucifer... The choir director in heaven? Wasn't he the minister of music in heaven? Come on. He had a whole band in his body. I don't know what that looked like. He didn't say, where's my guitar? He just started plucking. He, so he's going, there's going to be a musical component to this all over the planet. And it's going to draw people in. And it's going to be like a worship experience, this music. I mean, already, how how much control does music have over people? Whatever genre you like, how much of that has control over people's emotions already? But it's going to intensify. But God said in one day, in one hour, I'm putting the band out of business and all this worship that's going on, the worship of the beast and the music of the beast, done in one hour. The band fired, sent home, glory to God. And, but God's worship continues forever and ever and ever. 